This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. The Federal Trade Commission is suing to block the biggest grocery store merger in history, saying it could raise supermarket prices. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. You've probably shopped at a Jewel Osco or Mariano's, or maybe they're your go-to spot to buy groceries. Well, there's been a deal in the works for a while now, for their parent companies to merge to the tune of nearly $25 billion, with a B. And regulators that sniff out potential monopolies sued, along with nine states' attorneys, including Illinois, in an attempt to block the merger. We checked in with NPR business correspondent Alina Seluk and Eater Chicago editor Ashok Selvam to learn more about how this could affect the price and quality of groceries for customers. Alina starts with why this move is catching the attention of the Federal Trade Commission. They, along with nine state attorneys general, are arguing that the combination of these two companies would raise competition, would eliminate competition for shoppers, for workers. The two companies are the two largest supermarket chains. They're regional, but they're quite vast. You have Kroger, which owns... Harris Teeter and Fred Meyer and Ralph's and King Supers and a whole bunch of other stores. And then you have Albertsons, which is the second largest chain, so the direct sort of comparable competitor to Kroger. And that one owns Safeway also and Vons. So together they would have almost 5,000 or roughly 5,000 locations in 48 states and have 720,000 people. All of these numbers add up to essentially a very large supermarket chain that would be a mega supermarket chain if they combine together and the Federal Trade Commission argued that that would um, eliminate competition for a lot of folks for whom these are often the only choices in their neighborhood. Yeah. What was your reaction, Ashok, to hearing that Illinois was going to be one of the states to, to join in? Well, it's glad that Illinois got off the sidelines and, and is doing something. That's that's always my my thing if there's, it makes it a local story because there's such loyal, uh, you know, brand loyalty in uh, in the whole state to these grocery stores. And we're seeing what's happening with the access to uh, grocery stores on the south and west sides. It's really important because uh, our pandemic spending uh, patterns have just changed so much. And, uh, you know, with Amazon kind of being a way of life, we, we need to see uh, insure access. So um, I, it's not a surprise that uh, Kwame Raul uh, signed on to this, but, uh, you know, it's it's time to get this deal uh, ticking. You know, I know they usually take a long time to get resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to dig a little further, Alina. The, the FTC, the, they've been investigating this for a while, trying to decide if the merger would affect competition. So talk more about why that was up in the air. Like, What were they considering? Right, so the companies made the case to the FTC that their combination was 
they didn't use this term, but they, they, they sort of made this case that it was almost existential, that, you know, traditionally grocery competition is assessed on these hyper-local levels. You know, what do you have on your neighborhood streets? You know, would this, uh, you know, would these two choices go away if the companies combined? But Kroger and Albertsons argued that really the the large and fast-growing competitors to them are these national big-box-type stores like Amazon, as mentioned, and Walmart and Costco, even dollar stores, which are spreading quite fast. And so they were saying, you know, these are the, the big behemoths that we compete against and together we could actually set up a stronger um, competitor to them. And then second part of it was that the companies anticipated stringent review and came up with a plan to sell off hundreds of stores in the parts of the country where they overlap. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying, you know, we can sell off these stores and another competitor could use these stores that we would give them or sell them to set up a rival to us. So they were setting up a rival to them themselves and so the Federal Trade Commission had to sort of go through every location the officials there say they did go sort of very specifically thinking how would shoppers in each area um, be affected uh, by by this merger mm-hmm. and actually to add not only shoppers but also workers would workers have fewer choices those yeah. were all the things they had to consider and as we talk about the parent companies Albertsons and, and Kroger a reminder to our Chicago listeners Kroger is the parent company of Mariano's. Albertson is the uh, parent company of Juul. Uh, so give us a sense of the scope here, Alina, uh, on that note. I mean, because this is nationwide affecting a number of brands, right? Yes, they have um, a whole lot of brands. We mentioned some of them, like I said, uh, Harris Teeter, uh, Fred Meyer, King Super, Ralph's are additional brands for Kroger and then Albertsons. So Kroger right now has 2,700 locations and Albertsons has 2,300 locations, roughly. Um, they do span almost the entire nation, even though individually they're kind of regional. And they mostly overlap in Western states, as I said. Mm-hmm. And so we have seen um, some of those specifically, for example, California, um, Washington State Attorney General actually went off um, and and sued the the companies on their own. They just um, the state of Washington is pursuing this deal, trying to block this deal on its own. Same with uh, Colorado State Attorney General also is pursuing a separate case um, to block this deal. And so that's the the question is how the court now the federal court will consider what counts as competition and whether they go in this local level and what happens on your neighborhood store um, level or you know whether they buy this argument that it's actually national competition and amazon and walmart's of the world are you know really strict competitors really stringent competitors and albertson's and kroger do argue that this way of thinking about grocery on the sort of neighborhood level is kind mm-hmm. of an outdated way of thinking so it'll be interesting which argument prevails and the show we know that you know if you drive here in certain parts of the north side you will see Jewel and and Mariano's stores pretty close to each other, in some cases even in the same strip mall. So what do we know about how the merger would affect them? You know, we saw this uh, again with uh, Dominic's went away a couple years ago and uh, Whole Foods and Jewel kind of uh, raced to, you know, grab the real estate. They're not going to have redundant stores. It makes no sense. And you see at other markets, we can say Kroger, we can see Albertsons, and then we see our local brands, Jewel and Dominic's, or Jewel and Mariano's in this case. And there's not much difference uh, nationally with the stock of items. They're going to bring in, like, you know, Kroger brand, kind of like, you know, peanuts. All the generic brands are going to come in and replace. So you're not going to see that distinctive Chicago. Like, I think last time I was on, I was talking about going to Michigan and a Kroger, and I was looking for chorizo, and I found in the meat section the most blandest 
Kroger brand chorizo. If I was in Chicago, I would have found a stellar, uh, you know, well-spiced, great meat. But, you know, it kind of makes things a little bland. It, it hurts local producers, local vendors, because they don't have their ends. They don't really have the port in Chicago. They treat their grocery stores like any other uh, for consistency and drive-down costs. So mm -hmm. as a it's a little bit boring and it's, it's a little sad if you're a vendor to a small business person an entrepreneur trying to get your foot in um you're going to face some challenges yeah and so talking about the uh, the ftc's suit uh, alina price we know is a big concern there because kroger has said it would invest 500 million dollars to lower prices and improve stores once the deal closes but does that go far enough in ensuring that the prices don't increase dramatically that was part of the package that they offered. As I said, they did anticipate uh, pretty intense scrutiny, given that they are two of the largest supermarket chains. Um, the Federal Trade Commission made this pretty sweeping argument that right now you have these two chains that do directly compete. They compete head to head on a whole variety of things, including price. They compete on the price of products. They compete on pharmacy hours, um, quality of products that they offer, selections of products, also worker benefit packages. Um, and so the, the Federal Trade Commission argues that if they come together, even if they create the sort of new competitor to themselves by selling off stores, fundamentally they would become one company and therefore wouldn't really have to go head to head on all of these things, including price. So the FTC argues the price would increase. I do want to add that the companies for themselves say that uh, they argue that together they would put, as I said, much bigger competition to the national uh, companies like Walmart, like Amazon. Walmart does sell more groceries than the two of them put together in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So they argue that prices would actually increase if they don't combine, if the if the Federal Trade Commission blocks this merger and, you know, produces less competition or smaller competition to these national rivals. So that's kind of the two divergent yeah. arguments here. Well, on that note, I'm wondering what the FTC said about how all of this competition plays out in rural areas. Like where, where grocery stores are few and far between. The argument that Kroger and Albertsons compete against Walmart, Amazon, Costco, dollar stores is very much dependent on where that shopper lives. And indeed, you know, we know that in rural communities, access to a variety of grocery stores is limited. Um, and, you know, not everyone has access to Walmart. Not everyone has access to a Costco. Costco requires a membership, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely going to be something um, that the court will have to consider. And I do want to also point out that the two companies also make really big points about them being union shops. So on the worker aspect of it, Albertsons and Kroger are two of the largest union shops in American retail. And they say that, you know, together they would be this really strong union shop that would go counter to the national competitors that are not unionized. Whereas the Federal Trade Commission um, argues that, again, they wouldn't really have to compete against each other. And therefore, having one union, one very large union shop as opposed to two competing rival union shops is maybe not such a benefit to workers. Yeah. Well, on that note, a show Kroger and Albertsons stores, as, as Alina mentioned, they're unionized. I'm wondering what you're hearing from unions here about how the merger would impact workers' ability to organize. Well, I haven't heard anything directly, but there's always, always that fear of closures. Like, you know, that one brand, the Jewels or Marianos, if there's some 
sort of consolidation. There'll be fewer stores and fewer uh, fewer jobs. So, you know, you don't need uh, to kind of uh, connect the dots there. You know, it's it's that that fear exists already. Um, you know, brand wise, again, you know, it's very kind of you know, uh, it seems inevitable. It seems inevitable that this deal is going to go through and these companies are just kind of whittling down, trying to get as much as they can through, but only one Jewel, either Jewel or Mariano's, will walk away after this deal and we're going to have fewer stories around Chicago, which means fewer jobs. Yeah. Alina, last year the Economic Policy Institute put out a report warning that the merger could depress wages for all grocery store workers in affected cities. Can you talk more about that? I can't speak to that specific report, but I can say that this question about how the merger would affect workers is actually really interesting because part of their pitch for approval of this merger was that they're going to invest a large sum of money in higher wages. They again point out that they are both union shops and they have committed to continuing to maintain the union and make sure folks don't lose jobs. The Federal Trade Commission has included this argument about harm to workers as a major part for its reasoning why the merger should be stopped. The regulators, the you know, monopoly regulators, competition regulators in the U.S. have sort of floated that idea, have included that idea as part of their reasoning in the past, but this will be the first time we really see a court case, at likely a trial, really take apart this new type of approach that mm -hmm. the FTC is taking, saying that mergers should protect not only consumers and prices, but also competition for workers. I want to talk about the way mergers can affect quality. Now, in 2015, Kroger acquired Mariano's from Milwaukee-based Roundies. So we got a call from Revolution in Andersonville who had this to say. Kroger came in and just totally destroyed a great concept. Mariano's was fancy, but it had competitive prices with Jewel. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was a great place to shop. Now the stores are dirty. The shopping carts don't work. The employees are angry. Look, I know first world problems. They don't even take Apple Pay. Oh, my gosh. Ashok, does that ring true? Well, apparently the Apple Pay uh, thing has been resolved at select stores. So, you know, you, we, you know, our nation's nightmare is over. But uh, with, uh, with, with <laughs> that, you see certain aspects of Mariano's, like they have a uh, piano player, they have a bar. You know, is that going to be cost effective for someone uh, who's merging or combining with another company? Are we going to see piano players at Jewel? Uh, it's there's a lot to be wondered, but when you're talking about quality, you're, let's, let's think about uh, Midwest foodways and farmers. Are they going to like have that path toward putting their produce in these stores when you know uh, the the headquarters is not you know like the overall yeah. with Kroger, Albertsons, and even Dom's now um, the uh, the the other rival, which has recently combined with Foxtrot, the chain of uh, corner stores that were are, uh, owned by a hedge fund. There is no kind of local headquartered in Chicago, and that makes it real tough for others. You know, I mean, we're talking about Pete's, we're talking about Fresh Market. How's it going to uh, like affect their stocks? We're not sure. How can mergers affect quality, Alina? Help us understand. The merger would combine two very large competitors, and the question that arose quite a bit in the run-up for this lawsuit was whether these two companies would wield such power over suppliers or, you know, farmers, food producers, that um, they would affect the quality of products they produce, that they give to the companies that we end up seeing on the shelves. It didn't feature that much in the lawsuit, uh, but definitely the voices of farmers and food producers were 
quite loud in the run-up saying that they were really concerned that this large company was going to you know set its own standards or require particular things right and then again to to go back to that sort of very broad fundamental argument that the two of them compete head to head um, to try to get shoppers to come shop their store as opposed to the other guy's store and that in theory leads to better products better offerings on the shelves and the federal trade commission the government regulators argue that when they would combine it would unlikely result in better stuff and likely result in worse stuff even though the two companies of course say that they're pledging to invest quite a lot of money to make sure that they do provide better offerings. Well, quickly, tell us what's next with the suit. There's a really high chance this goes to trial, and if it does, it's quite possible the trial would be this year. That's at least what I'm hearing from sources. And if that's the case, it will be a very fascinating, very practically tangibly familiar um, conversation playing out in a in a federal court. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Lena Seluk, NPR business correspondent, and Ashok Selvam, editor at Eater Chicago. Thank you both. That episode of The Reset Pod was produced by Linnea Dominic and edited by Meha Ahmed. It was mixed by Brenda Ruiz. Every day on Reset, we bring you the latest local news and national stories. Now, if you like what you hear, consider subscribing and leaving us a rating. I'm your host, Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you so much for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow morning. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.